Welcome to the Jude Forum, Episode 1. I'll be your host, 2020 Jude Champion Charlie Stevens. Let's get this party started. Right out of the gate, <clears throat> I want to just air some grievances. I've been having these thoughts over the first few weeks of the season, and uh, I figured if I didn't have an outlet or culminate this in some way, uh, it was going to end in violence. So basically, I'm just recording this as a little bit of an outlet. And the first topic for today's episode is something I was going to save for last, not to seem biased, but... I feel it's important, and fuck it, this is the easiest thing to do. Our friend David Beal is running a Ponzi scheme. Uh, I feel like he's been doing this for less than a year now, but certainly since the draft, uh, I was getting on to him, and he decided to pack up shop and move to Europe. Um, I believe he's staying there until he loses a fantasy game. Uh, because he has now been fully exposed for having a fraudulent-ass fantasy team. Good news is I'll bring him home this week. I'm going to bring him home this week. I say I, Donnie and I, we're going to expose this. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to hang his ass out to dry. Um, all that being said... Like I said, totally unbiased. Um, If David does win the championship this year, uh, it will be Mickey Mouse. Um, Lay fraud, all of that. It's just, you know, he'll have zero championships, and uh, now it'll be a zero with an asterisk on it. So something to think about there, David. And uh, the last thing I wanted to note, put a a number to this, David has 422 points against. Um, this was an outstanding piece of evidence in Donnie and I's case against David, um, especially because the next closest team, the 13th team, has 477 points against. Uh, that would be Eric, who, of course, is putting a Jew curse on anybody who plays against him, but uh, that's within the, the bounds of the rules. Uh, that 55-point difference is what we in the industry would call uh, one week of Chase's team. That was a low blow. Chase doesn't deserve that. Um, It's been tough going for Chaser. Now that I'm looking at it, I believe he stripped Palmer of the title of having an actual hospital waiting room as a a, uh, roster. Pretty unbelievable. Poor guy's just down on his luck. I will say this. There are better days ahead. More than likely. Actually, no. I'm locking that in. There's better days ahead for Chaser. The same cannot be said for uh, Ben and Blake's roster. You know, Chase at least can sleep at night with the knowledge of knowing, you know, he got fucked. He did everything he could. His team was good. And it all just sort of happened at once. You know, they come in bunches, as they say. But when I pull up Blake and Ben's roster, I sit there and I'm like, what am I even looking at? Ben's is so-so. I mean, Darren Waller, hammy. It's been three weeks since he got a new contract extension. People are asking. People are asking. On the flip side of that, you got Blake's team. 
I wouldn't even call that so-so. It just flat bums me out. It's hard to look at. Let's get this pulled up. Outside, going into week seven with a Monra on bye, outside of Lamar Jackson, I'm just going to name some names here, and you stop me when you hear someone that makes you go, ooh, I'd love to put them in my lineup. Right off the top, Najee Harris. Bust. James Conner. Yuck. Alan Lazard. Ew. I mean, he's got Tyler Higby and George Kittle. What a tight end room there is there. Jeff Wilson in the flex? Is he still alive? I just look at this. Like I said, Chase, Chase can at least say, I got screwed. Blake's team, he signed up for this. This is his own doing. What kind of pervert goes into every single week setting that lineup going, oh, yeah. We're going all the way with Devin DuVernay and the boys. Anyways, Henry's team is bad, but Ben and Blake are right in front of him, and I wouldn't be too terribly confident in those rosters either going out for the rest of the season. Race for last place is going to be a hot one. What else we got here? Oh, Gonna give a little credit. It's not all shit talk here. It's uh, you know, I gotta I gotta highlight things that have impressed me. One thing lately that has particularly caught my interest is Jenkins's ability. I mean, talk about a salesman. This guy incepted into my brain that his team was fucking good. I didn't even bother to check the standings. I just assumed. I thought he's talking all this shit. He must have a contender. I even said it in the group chat. I said this team reeks a first round exit. So you can imagine my shock when I look at the standings and he's two and three, two and three. By God. And he, and what is it? What does he do for this? He just sends out dog shit trade offers, been sending trade offers and they just smell like desperation. I mean, but they're somewhat fair, shocking, but Jenkins's trade offers. He's just peddling the worst Send me an email about your worst trade offer from Jenkins and make the subject line, no, I don't want fucking Chase Claypool. Drop his ass. And I'm not giving you Kyle Pitts either. But keep that keep that good shit coming, Jenks. You're doing a great job. I love it. I love the energy. Speaking of Kyle Pitts, um, I will die. And Donnie will too. We've we've talked about this. We will go to the grave with Kyle Pitts on the roster, more than likely in the starting tight end spot. And uh, and yeah, you know we're a little perverted. We call each other up every night before bed and say, you know, we just hang out, drink a beer, and talk about how good he is, how good he should be. And uh, at this point, I'm so scared of trading him and him being good that we're just starting him. We're just starting. It just is what it is. We're ride or die for K pits. And I want to hear any shit out of you UF boys. Cause he was, we were all gargling his fucking nuts when he came out. Oh, he's a generational prospect. Generational decoy. If you ask me, 
Anyway, last topic I'll hit on. Uh, what Gray did to Hayward last night, last night being Monday, Chiefs Raiders, that was just sick. Just sick. And I was salty about Hayward's team. His team is decent. Granted, Rashad Penny was ass, except for when he led the league in rushing against Donnie and I. And Austin Eckler woke up. But that happens. There's no reason to be upset with Hayward. He doesn't control it. That being said, he goes and plays Gray. And Gray's team does that to him on Monday. That is tough. Third highest score in the league. Tough. Hated to see it. But it is what it is. That's what makes the game so great. Anyway, that's all I got for this week. Eric proposed the idea of having guests on. I don't know. If anybody wants to come talk a little shit or respond to anything I say, be my guest. But you better come prepared. It's facts only. It's facts only on this show. That's all I got. Feel free to leave a comment. Like and subscribe. What do you think I should do next? And I'll leave you with a question. Out of everyone in this friend group, whose college football team is the closest to winning a Division I national championship? And why is it Hofstra?